One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Hard-edged, hard-nosed, hard to beat. Where are you coming from in this one? Your 100% essential download. Jim White and Simon Jordan. You let this get out of control. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Hello and thanks for downloading Outspoken, the podcast that brings you the very best of our daily Talk Sport show. Arsenal Invincible Martin Keown joined us in studio to look back on this weekend's FA Cup final with Manchester City still on course for a treble. But we start by discussing Ange Postecoglou as he edged closer to becoming Daniel Levy's latest appointment as Tottenham Hotspur manager. Well now, it seems I've been away for a good few days and I have. Have you? I haven't seen you since Wednesday. You have not. Yes, I've seen with old... Of old matter of fact, matter face did very well. Did I, was, very well. I was listening yeah. to you on uh, Friday on my way back from Birmingham. I was up, Martin Keown. Good morning, Arsenal Invincible. Sorry, Jim. Yeah, yeah, you, you forgot I was here. I, no, I didn't. Well, this no, loving, this loving done with, with I, Simon. I would never do that. Um, <laughs> I was hosting Stylian Petrov's golf day, his uh, golf foundation day, his cancer charity up at the Belfry. Great um, to see him so well, Jim, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, fantastic. oh, yeah. Having said that, there's Good a video that was played on the night, Martin, and it shows when he wasn't so cool. well. Yeah, he was. And uh, it's he's in trouble, wasn't he? It, it's a great thing that Stillian fought so hard and mm. came through it, and he was wonderful. Uh, Dean Saunders was there, amongst others. Henrik Larsson, uh, the great and the good Richard Dunn. It was tremendous. Um, you have a fan club that knows no bounds, Mister Jordan. Blimey. They're all talking about you, talking about the show. I tell you, he was talking very favourably about you, and in some ways, it beggars belief after what you've said about his son Jack a few times. Kevin Grealish, father <laughs> okay. of Jack. But Kevin was great company. Took a table and uh, raised money as well on the night. So it was it was a wonderful a wonderful occasion up at the Belfry. You'll hear a bit from Cillian Petrov shortly on this man Ange Postecoglou and uh, how it's now become virtually imminent. Simon that he's going mm. to take the Celtic. Uh, he's going to leave Celtic and take the Tottenham job. Uh, and still in some quarters amongst Tottenham fans, there's pushback, which I find strange. Um, well, I guess that any appointment that Daniel Levy makes in certain Tottenham fans' minds will never be good enough mm. um, because over the last two or three years, there's not a lot gone right for Tottenham. Yeah. Um, with the exception of getting into the Champions League last year, um, which Conte did for them. Um, I think it's a decent appointment. I think he's a very good manager. Um, I think he'll play a brand of football that will appeal to the Tottenham fans. Obviously, he's coming into a league where it's very competitive, but this is a man that's gone into Scottish football Last year, scored 114 goals in 38 games. So his team scored three games, three goals a game. You can only beat what's in front of you. He's going to get a better group of players, arguably. Maybe not in mindset right now, but certainly technical ability at Tottenham. So I think, it, and I have this real admiration for the Australian outlook. I think yeah. when you get a decent Australian working for you, they have this character 
and this ability to be able to manage up, manage sideways, manage down. They have an, a, a desire to overcome obstacles rather than use them as an excuse for not being able to achieve the things that they've been brought in to achieve. If he goes to Tottenham, I, I think he'll be all right. I don't know what what all right looks like for Tottenham because ultimately from the point of view of Daniel Levy it means top four it means the economics and it must mean winning something but you can't make a case yeah. anytime soon for Tottenham winning very much well I think I think you're right Sam I think he'll knock them into shape though that's for sure I mean as an Arsenal man yourself uh, Mr Keown uh, does it alarm you that this might get it might get it right at Tottenham well I have respect for all, for all managers but I thought Conte was um, an outstanding manager and that was my biggest fear actually because he, he was capable of doing special things um, interesting with Daniel Levy I think 2021 was talking about wasn't he a brand of football that he was looking for mm. um, whether or not he you know this appointment is about that Jim uh, whether or not he wants to see attractive football of course he wants to see a trophy being won um, but it doesn't really strike any fear into me no as, yeah. Con- as Conte did he was a proven winner of course, he arrived here seven years ago when Pep did in that first season when he was without a trophy. Um, he was very pragmatic, laid down the law very quickly, and they weren't able to follow. Pasquale was a proven winner. Five trophies from six in the last in the in the in his domestic league the last two years mm. proves that, Jim. Um, it's a different expectation when you go to Spurs. I know. Look, Celtic is an incredible, massive football club. Well, many would but, argue it's bigger but, than Tottenham. Yes, but. When you go to when you're going out across to the Premier League, when you think of the rivalry that's going to be, I mean, Man City champions, and mm. you've got Chelsea now will reemerge, Liverpool, Manchester United, you've got Arsenal. Um, they are a very big fish in what you could say is a tiny little pond. Well, I mean, when you look at it, I thought Martin Samuel in the Sunday Times, Simon nailed it. Spurs are not in Europe next season. Haven't won a trophy since 2008, and the league title since 1961. Maybe without uh, Harry Kane. Uh, or watching him wind down the final year of his contract. Why is Postacoglu so beneath Tottenham? He's won seven trophies in three countries since Spurs last made room on their shelf. Yeah, but I wonder which sens- sensible observers would suggest that Postacoglu was uh, um, was beneath Tottenham. I think emotional reactions where you want to look at the person that's running the football club and suggest that anything he, any decisions he makes... Like the other day, the narrative that was being created in the conversation was that everyone's turning Tottenham down until we pushed back a little bit with Sam and found out that Tottenham had turned down Luis Enrique. So then you've got to start saying, well, maybe Tottenham maybe Tottenham didn't want Nagelsmann or maybe they didn't want these people. Maybe there's a two-way transaction here. I, I think it's a... De- I listen, it doesn't have a stellar feel about it because people are going to suggest it because managers they never heard of. I guarantee you, poll the Tottenham fans. Tell me the achievements of Arnie Slot about two months ago <laughs> and, right. and most of them would have gone I don't know Spot but on. because they didn't get him yeah. then that tells you something about Levy's Tottenham Hotspur right now yeah. I think Postacoglu has the chops to work with Daniel um, which is not an easy feat because I don't suspect and, don't, and, don't, and never made the case that he's easy to work with that's not the point I've ever made I've always made the point about having a bit of balance in a conversation rather than this constant vilification which I don't like of anybody mm. I don't like it when it was done to him by Ferdinand and his little gang Martin I don't like it full stop I don't like bullies I don't like ganging up on people I like equitability in a conversation but I do not think that um, um, uh, Costa Coglu is in any shape or form beneath Tottenham Hotspur and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets them competitive does he win something with them maybe he might nick a cup like Conte yeah. should have done in a cup quarter final get into a final different beating Man City different conversation yeah. but they should have got to a final perhaps so yeah. we, we, he's arriving there is in a, in a moment when the, I don't know if the Spurs fans have ever been more frustrated in their history so it's, it's, it's a difficult one for him to come into because and, and he, has he got the pedigree 
Has he got? I mean, wouldn't, he's going to walk into something he's never experienced ever before. I think it's great for him. I think he has the character, from what I can see, to galvanise. Mm. He'll bring that fan base with him somewhat similar, I think, to the way Klopp did with Liverpool because I think he's an inclusive manager. I don't think he seeks to alienate. I don't think he seeks to make little islands that people sit on. He will need yeah. to have the intrinsic value of everybody being together. And I think he'll get, I think he'll get him going. What get him, what get him going looks like. And will like. it be enough for Harry Kane to sign a new deal? Well, I mean, well, what is Kane? Is Kane bigger than the club? Well, in the last two times occasions he's he signed a contract, they've been appointing new managers, and we've gone, oh, okay, Mourinho the first time, Conte the second. Is this enough to keep him there? If you take I mean, Kane out of the equation, Jim, I mean, it's very difficult to argue where Tottenham would be under any manager right now because his goals have propelled them into positions, mm. not much this season, but notwithstanding, if he hadn't scored this season 28 goals or whatever he scored, where would they be? Yeah, well, they've yeah, got but, in the but, bottom three, someone was saying well, the other day. Well, I doubt that but much. But his longer-term project may or may not involve Harry Kane. Every, That's every, down to Kane. Every, I mean, Postecoglou is there to turn this club around. Of course, and you'd like to think for Tottenham Hotspur, given the fact that they've got a prolific goal scorer that's still in very good nick and yeah. probably got two or three years of being at the very top of his game, you'd like to think Tottenham find a way to secure that. Well, 29 points behind City, Spurs, Spurs finished, by the way, Jim, yeah. in eighth position. But that's out a, of the but FA that, Cup in the fifth round. But that's a false equivalency. Out of the first round of the, uh, the League Cup and out of the last 16 of the Champions League. Mm. Uh, There's uh, a lot of work to do. Out of the quarterfinal oh, sure. stage. But I, I would have thought Postecoglou will embrace that just as he did when he went in at Celtic. Incidentally, Ewan's a Celtic fan. Spurs are lucky to have him. Mm. He's a giant of a man, a real leader. He's a legend. Spurs fans, some of them are entitled petulant children. Nothing makes them happy. They don't deserve Ange. So uh, Ewan's saying you're doing well to get him. Certainly Postecoglou has been um, used to being questioned when he went into the job, even at Celtic, because there were those there who said, Ange who? I've appreciated the support I've had from day one, you know, that the supporters, because of kind of the way I came into the football club and that, let's not beat about the bush, I was a joke when I was appointed. Um, a lot of people made fun of my appointment, but the supporters, for their own reasons, just put their collective arms around me and said, no, he's one of ours. And it was up to me then to repay that faith and trust. And I think the reason that they've felt so close to this team and so probably so close to me is because while others may have mocked, they, they stood behind me. And I think they deserve a lot of credit for what's happened because it would have been easy for our supporters on the back of the sort of reaction to my appointment. They could have been just as sceptical about it and would have made my job a lot tougher, especially through that early period where you know the results weren't there. So I've tried to repay that in my own way by hopefully producing a team and, and bringing success that they're, they're going to be proud of. But, you know, that for me has always been, you know, the most important thing. So that tells us in no uncertain terms, Simon, that even if he does come down here and takes a job at Tottenham, he's not going to be put off by anyone that questions why he should be there. No, God knows. I mean, I, I mean, look, the, the reasons why Celtic fans took them to took him to their hearts is because relatively quickly, not instantaneously, because we saw them one of the first games, didn't we? We went to the old firm Derby at the at the end of August in his first season, and you could see Celtic were 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 the better side than Rangers, but they lost the game. Um, and the reasons why the fans took him to his heart is because Celtic started to win everything they played in and of course they've won most of the things they've competed in look I, I, I think that he won't if he's a leader he's not going to be phased by background noise because that's what leaders don't get phased by they, they focus on their task in hand and there will always be a vociferous minority of people that object to any think that's done by certain people yeah. he will go in there and he will the noise he wants to hear is from the group that he's working with 
And if that doesn't include Harry Kane, and it'd be fascinating to see, A, what demands he can make of Daniel Levy to be able to support him economically with the transfer budgets that he may or may not need to have, and B, what's going to happen with Kane. Because it's not Daniel Levy territory to run a contract down to give him away for nothing. Yeah. So something's got to give in this situation. And it may well be that if Madrid are in the mix for, for Harry, that gives him a solution. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Is it too good an opportunity for him to say no to? Because Celtic fans worldwide love this fella. Cillian Petrov, of course, huge favourite, having played uh, at Celtic himself. He gave me his view on Postacoglu and the decision he's had to make. I'm not surprised, Jim, because he's done an incredible job. And if you look at his history, the way he, all the work he's done to different clubs, he took a club and he made them better. And this is what probably Tottenham Hospital is looking for. But Celtic should be really proud. I think the fans, the club, were really sad to see him going because he was an incredible uh, character. I've come across him a couple of times and he's an intelligent man and he knows what he's doing. So this is probably what Tottenham Hospital needs. But like I say, Celtic fans and the Celtic football club, Celtic family will be sad to see him going. Do you think it's just too good an opportunity for him to say no to? I mean, don't forget that we as a players, as a manager, you've got, you've got ambitions, you've got targets, you try to, to manage in the best possible uh, level and you have that opportunity. You know, he's, he's what, 50 years old and probably that will be an opportunity for him to, to be in the in Premier League and it's something that you've seen Pep Guardiola, uh, Jurgen Klopp and many other managers who've done great and you like to challenge against them and it's, 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 a, it's a nature and we, I don't think we can stop it. So that was still in Petrov talking about Postecoglou. Daniel Levy, um, in the past, in, the, in 2021, Simon, in an end-of-year letter to the fans, he said, we're acutely aware of the need to select someone whose values reflect those of our great club um, and return to playing football with the style for which we're known, free-flowing, attacking, entertaining, while continuing to embrace our desire to see young players flourish from our academy alongside experienced talent. And then they appointed Nuno. So on this yeah. occasion... It might well be that he's getting it right. Well, look, I mean, the big question is, can can Postacoglu step across from a league in Scotland that uh, operates at a certain level into a league of massive scrutiny? And, and, massive, and that's fair comment. And, and different type of players. It's one thing signing players from parts of the world where he's been previously and they can adapt to Scottish football. It's another thing getting into a dressing room with a bunch of big-time Charlies that think they can do as they want when they want as they've proven to be this season. They haven't responded to anything from anyone and this cultural observation that two managers, both of them, are, I might say, neither did the greatest of jobs in Conti and Mourinho um, that I would have expected more from and people will say that they got into a cup final and sacked afterwards and got them into the top four but I'm talking about what we really expected from them which is to be able to over overcome the adversities and the challenges that they took on Yeah, I think all of those things will come to play if he takes this step and he can make this step in terms of communicating with a different a different level of player then I don't doubt that he will be <coughs> make Spurs a very competitive side Yeah, the challenge is Tottenham are not going to spend like Manchester United they are not going to spend like Manchester City. They may not even spend like Newcastle. So with all that in mind, you're in a situation, Liverpool are going to come back up on the rails because Klopp is a brilliant manager and proven to be the case for most of his time at Liverpool. So all of those things, where do we place Tottenham in the food chain? What does Tottenham look like from the point of view of the minds of reasonable fans against expectation? and competitive brand of football? I, I, I would never have written that letter to the fans about DNA and all that old cobblers. 
I would have talked about winning football and getting managers back to respect the values of the football club Talking and get about on with style, it. Wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, don't get Attacking involved. Don't get football. involved in that. You're, you're yeah. the chairman. Don't get involved in that. Let someone else say that. Do you know what I would say, Martin, as well? But a bunch of Tottenham fans who are pushing back in it, they're uneducated. Do your homework. Look at this guy. The Japanese players he's brought in, having been in the Japanese league, they have absolutely ripped it up up there. They're They've been yeah. magnificent. And there's absolutely no reason to suggest that none of these players could do the same here. But Jim, of course they would. There's very different levels. I mean, my, my yeah, son I get my son, I get that. My son played up in, in, in Scotland, playing for Partick Thistle. When they played home games, they had to give up their own standing areas, the fans. They all moved to a separate area. So they, they come into town with a support's incredible. The quality of player is so much better than anything else in Scotland. This is a different situation. It would be difficult to fail at Celtic. I'm telling you, it would be difficult with the quality of players, the resources they have, the finance mm. they have. Mm. This is a totally different ball game. Jim, they're coming into a team, he's coming into him eighth in the table. It's going to yeah. be a very interesting start. But were you boys not guilty? Right. When, when Arsene Wenger arrived, were you boys not guilty of Arsene who? No, we gave him respect. The media said that. We got respect. The moment he opened his mouth, we thought, okay, this guy might be a bit special and we were proven might right. Might be, yeah. Proven right. Yeah. You have to give somebody a chance. Postacogla, we're going to give him a chance. Because it was a obviously, Monaco, came from the Japanese Jim, league. We, there are similarities this, here. We've seen this before where Brendan Rodgers was at Celtic and did exceptionally well. Came to Leicester, two fifth places, won an FA Cup. So I think it's great. Yeah. It gives you that respect. Brendan needed it. Uh, I don't know whether or not he can turn Spurs around. I think it's too big of an ask. Yeah, but look at but look at what happened when Tottenham tried the. And I'm not making a case for Ange Postecoglou. I don't know mm -hmm. the fella. But look at what happened when Tottenham went in the big name direction. Conte, we saw what happened with that. Promised a lot, did nothing. Mourinho, an unmitigated mess. Yeah, but you could look at that one two ways. You could say, look, there's some of the greatest managers we've ever seen have gone there and haven't been successful. So how is it that Postecoglou's going to do it? Because it's all about timing, isn't it? You know, there is a, there is a, did you, did, they, did Spurs get the fit and proper version of Jose Mourinho? Did they get the fit and proper version of Conte? I would argue that on their resume, which is where you and I sit, looking back on what they achieved previously, they got brilliant managers. But what they got in the building, I suspect, were different versions of the managers that we have in our mind's eye that won leagues with Inter Milan and that, and, and that won leagues with Chelsea and performed uh, absolute football miracles at times in terms of producing good sides with lots of money behind them to be able to do it. So I think everything's about timing. If this guy hasn't bought into his own self and still believes he's got lots to prove and still believes that he's an elite manager, but notwithstanding that's got a bit of humility and a bit of grounding about him, yeah. and he goes into Tottenham and gets hold of this dressing room, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a very different version of Spurs next year yeah and I'll be, I think he, I think, I'll be very interested Martin, mm. to, to hear what the media make of him well I think because there's be no just, mucking about with this no, guy but what he should be doing is listening to what Conte said to the media when he left pretty well left about the lack of spirit of playing as individuals um, there was a lot wrong there in that dressing room and he's got a lot of work to do and I think, but I think it, 100% Postecoglou will back himself to get it right and of course he will in part a lot of what was wrong was exhibited by Conte's attitude here's what you do in real life Martin you're cut from a similar cloth to me which is you finish a job you leave people wanting more not less he had, the, he had a contract he should have finished his damn job and left that club in the summer when his contract expired with a degree of professional pride mm. rather than telling everybody else what they haven't done I think he was at an attitude of, I'm done. I've done everything I Good can. Good for him. Look at me, I'm usually a winner, but I can't turn this around. These, this this owner for the football club, just take a look at him. 20 years of no, no success. Finish the Ask job you started. The question. Finish the job you started. Have I, some gumption. I understood Stick it, that he task. was removed from his job. 
But come on, Martin. The bottom line is we know that we've had this conversation 50 times now about the nature of someone creating an environment that's ultimately totally an untenable position. You, you, you create a situation where you don't is want to there be there. Is there much between a, uh, what's perceived to be a troublemaker and a successful type personality? Because you go in, you ruffle for a Depends few feathers. He uh, didn't seem to like if it. You, if you're a Daniel player, Eden. that's fine. If you're a manager, you exude authority. So you don't want you don't want troublesome players defying the system. So why would anyone want a troublesome manager? You'll get a balance right. Everybody wants somebody to push up against the wall. Everybody wants decent managers to push the envelope. They don't want people setting things yeah. on fire. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Download, stand well back, listen. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. 2-1 the final score so two down one to go for Manchester City after they beat United and they won the FA Cup uh, Martin Keown's alongside Simon and myself this morning um, I don't think I've <laughs> ever been off my seat so early on in a game uh, Martin I, I was saying a seat I was at home watching it but was there a dangerous predictability about how Manchester City went about the task in hand Martin? Not really Jim I, I think when you when, when we saw Pep come across to Man City uh, seven years ago um, with the quality of genius manager that he was, serial winner, and then the support that he's been given financially by Man City. I think it was inevitable at some point he was going to conquer the English game. I know that first season he didn't win a trophy. It's ironical that his first ever signing, Gundogan, is the player now who's, who's coming to the fore the most. I mean, what a wonderful strike, wasn't it? I mean, oh. I love, Jim, I have to say, I, I really love the FA Cup. I, you know, I sat. I watched the game with two, my two brothers. It was like putting the clock back. It wasn't working on the day. Um, I've done that now. I've done cup finals. I should, probably won't be doing them again. And it was just great watching it on the telly. The atmosphere. Okay, Man City, Manchester United, incredibly supported clubs. Um, and then, you know, 10 seconds in, we've just got this moment of beauty. And it was, uh, for all the football played, it was just a long ball, wasn't it? Haaland wins that header. Yeah. And then on he comes, Gundogan, who seems to have a, a calmness and a peace around him. I read afterwards Guardiola was saying that we, he's my flatmate. And I wonder, that, does that give him an element of, you know, calmness? So a gravitas of, you know, he gets the inner feeling of, from the manager a little bit as a neighbour. 
Yeah. Because he's really, really important to what they do. Whether he stays on or not, um, I think it'd be a good idea, of course, to, to keep him. And you heard Haaland right at the end of the game on, on television saying, and one more, one more. These guys want it, don't they? Immediately that game's won, he's talking about the next one. That's what exactly what you need. It's perfect. That's music in the ears for Pep Guardiola. Yeah. I mean, Pep spoke thereafter, of course, as everybody was saying, all right, two done, one to go. One more to go. So they feel it that we are in a position like probably we'll never be again. And after we have three, three, four training sessions to prepare into the Milan. And yeah, go there to try one game away. More than the fact for the travel with the fact to win the Champions League. You know, we won already the FA Cups, we won the Premier Leagues, but at the end we have to win it. I said to the players, you have to put the pressure yourself to be recognize something good. You have to, to win Europe. So, Simon, if they win in Istanbul, and the likelihood is, without tempting fate, that they're looking good to do just that. Yes. Will the treble be the peak for City as a football club under Pep? No, there's a possibility they could win a quadruple. I mean, they've owned the League Cup for many years, so this is a, a rarity that they don't win the League Cup in a season. I mean, it's the first trophy they won in his first season at Man City. Um, it's one that they've had a big grasp on and I don't think they've paid that much attention to, to this year. But there's a distinct possibility uh, that Man City, if this gap isn't bridged by what others do, and let's not forget that Man City won the league as much because Arsenal dropped points at certain times in the season as Man City's excellence. So we do have to give some context here. But this side at this moment in time are the best side in world football. And whether you can keep that on the boil, whether he can keep it going, he can keep De Bruyne... Um, facing the right way Haaland is a new addition whether they can resist the distraction of the Real Madrid suddenly popping up and thinking they can take you know um, Haaland away to Real Madrid I I think they I think Man City will continue but there's a change that's going to be required Carl Walker's not going to go on forever he's a fabulous player unbelievable isn't he fabulous player and eventually he's going to lose his legs and they're going to have to change up but everything we've seen from Guardiola has been that he can keep changing, keep evolving. He can take a style of football, he can go without centre-forwards and he can bring centre-forwards in even better. <laughs> he can do yeah. it all. We, know, we, we shouldn't forget yeah, we, Jones' we, contribution in this because it, it would have been a Jones, yeah. had it not been for Nathan Jones. The, exactly. Southampton. In fact, so unrecognisable that night. I did watch that game. Um, no, I, it is. I mean, I think the most important thing is just to is to make think, make magic with the people you've got in the building at that time. We know they're not going to be there forever, Jim. But it's the, the the job of the managers to get the maps maximum from players. I think Walker was an interesting one because he told us he couldn't play as an inverted fullback. But we know that he's not his strength. So he sits at the back now with those three warriors as they are. Yeah. And they make the extra player from midfield. I mean, Cal Walker's in, thirty three. I think it'll Stones, like Stones just Stones, Stones has been a revelation. Stones has just gone yeah, pops, amazing, pops into midfield. Yeah. But it's Gundogan who's the clever player, Jim. Yeah. In the moment he gets his head up, doesn't he? That helicopter view. There's a calmness. He works on another shelf to everybody else and then he bit of magic even though even he was better than De Bruyne you know it's, it's it's a you've got to have these players when you look around that dressing room and I was very lucky to be in an incredible dressing room and it brings back memories you see those FA Cups you think oh maybe we didn't celebrate enough because you know everybody now enjoying it um, and you look at it they're great memories I'm pretty I'm pleased I can say we won there to, but we, we maybe wouldn't have done anything against this City team because they are Jim uh, on another level to anything we've ever seen. Okay, Manchester United have won that treble. It was ironic that they had the chance, didn't they, to sort of stop them winning it. You don't think you're an invincible team at Arsenal? 
would do anything <laughs> I don't against know. this I don't know. City. I, I don't like comparing. I don't like comparing. Maybe in a one-off, that was that was a hell of a team. But the point being, you looked. I used to look around that dressing room and I think, wow, these players are incredible, Jim. You know, you, you draw off everyone, and I'm hearing them say the same things. You just there's a comfort in that. You almost go to war into these games, and you know that I can rely on these players. Whatever type of football they want to play, they want to kick us. We can do that. Do if they want to play football, pretty football, we can play pretty football. Man City at times, it's lovely the way the way they interweave their passes. It's like knitting. It's just it's. But you Manchester, knitting, Manchester United, though, in fairness, did well to try and stop them developing their attack. It was very much a tactical battle, wasn't it? A little bit boring at times. Was watching, bit, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, although well, there was always going to be a spectacular moment. If they, if they win in Istanbul, does it get? Is it hard to think it's going to get any better for them? Simon's saying there. Well, next season they should be looking at the quadruple. I mean, well, I think that's a question. No they will. I think that's a question for the Monday after when we talk about how do they go and do it again. Because yeah. this is a relatively yeah. new group, yeah. Jim. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you've got Haaland in there, his first season. You've got Alvarez's first season, Akanji first season. You've got uh, Aki, his most formative yeah. season. And Stone's another one. Who are, have we ever seen Stone's play this well? So I don't think anyone's peaking, Jim. And I think that's the worrying thing. Pep said in his acceptance speech the other night when he won the League Managers Association, I, oh, guys, look forward to seeing you next season. I'm not <laughs> here in person, but I'll be back next year. <laughs> yeah, Klopp said book your tickets for Istanbul. So with due respect, we can take that at pinch value, but I think you're probably right with Pep Guardiola. I yeah. think he's a standard bearer right now. Yeah, I mean, getting back to the, the, the events at Wembley on Saturday, that penalty incident. Jack Grealish, of course, jumped for the ball, penalty awarded. Jim Proudfoot and Andy Townsend were, were calling the action at Wembley for TalkSport. This was the moment that the, the penalty kick was awarded. So the ball has sailed over his head, it has hit his hand. And the referee, having looked at the monitor, is going to give a penalty to Manchester United. Oh, I find that an incredible, astonishing decision, that is. I'm sorry, that is just unbelievable. Jack Grealish is watching the ball. It just beats him by an inch or two. Wan-Bissaka is about four or five feet behind him, heads it, and Grealish's hand is up in the air. And, of course, it's up in the air, guys, because he's just tried to head it. Oh... I mean, I'm, I find that harsh in the extreme, but what a game-changing moment it could possibly be for Manchester United. Well, Grealish is far from happy. Far from happy, of course, and I'm sure he still is. Now, my phone, Simon, lit up at that time with many people, some of the great and the good in football, giving me their view as to whether or not it was a penalty kick. Uh, one of those was Harry's former assistant, Kevin Bond. And so much so, I got in touch with Kevin just before we came on air. I said, right, give me your view of this handball. By the letter of the law, as the law is today, Jim, obviously it was a correct decision and the referees have to adhere to that. I think the rule is the wrong rule, Jim, or interpretation of the rule or... The way that the law has now been evolved, you know, personally, I think they're trying to make the handball rule and, and even the, the foul uh, an objective rather than a subjective rule. And I, I just think it's impossible. They're trying. I just think it ends up being to the detriment of the game. I, personally, I believe it was far simpler as it was before. If the referee thought that Jack Grealish meant to handball, handball it, then I think he gives a free kick. If he doesn't, then it isn't. And I... And I think they're tinkering it and messing around with it. And I, I think it's spoiling the game as a, a spectacle and uh, affecting the integrity of football. And it's your belief then, Kevin, that the way the rule's being interpreted is detrimental to the game and especially a showpiece game such as this? Yeah, I, I mean, it's even 
more highlights, Jim. I remember watching Croatia uh, France World Cup final, the one before last, where the handball was given to France just before half time, and I, I switched the game off. I couldn't watch the second half. It, it, it sort of it spoiled it for me. Everyone's trying so hard, and ridiculous decisions are given. It, uh, it personally, it turns me off. It did on Saturday. The thing is, Kevin, this rule has been changed so many times. Can we really change it again? If you were to change it again, what would you change it to? I'd change it back to as it was before, where handball is handball. If, if a player meant to put his arm in the way or meant to handle it, then it was handball. If he intended to handle it, it was handball. If he didn't, then it wasn't. It's very subjective, Jim. People are not going to agree on what is handball and what is not handball, but I think therein lies a problem. At the moment, what they're trying to do is take the subjectivity away from it and make it black and white. I just don't think you can, Jim. I don't think you can. So much so that Kevin was saying to me, uh, on Saturday, Martin, they could have tarnished the FA's showpiece occasion of the season. Almost made a nonsense of the game. He accepts, and you heard him say it. Yeah, I accept that's a rule, but yet again, what I would propose is a rule change. So he says, you've got to think again and go back. He accepts the right decision was made. Yeah, I mean, I... Because I, that, I, those I, are the rules. But mm. change the damn rule again. See, when it was sub subjective, what we're saying basically is down to the interpretation of the referee. And I feel that that, if you've played the game, is almost impossible. That, that would have been the save of the season if it was a goalkeeper. To have got your arm up there, to get in the way of that, it was just... Jim, when you elevate yourself your arms come up and especially if you lose a, a header or you're just at that last moment trying to get a little bit a few inches the arm comes up and the ball hits the, the hand now we're all concerned about it I'm not sure VAR really needs to get involved in it because it was because really if we could have stuck to the deliberate handball as we used to have I don't think you can say that's a deliberate handball but we all look at it and think we fear because we think okay VAR is going to get stick its head in and it's hit the hand. No, it's because the right procedure was followed. I know. And, and, and it's the but rule. I don't think it's right. But I don't know why the commentators. Was, I mean, I don't know why the commentators were saying they were astonished. Either they know the bloody rules or they don't. Whether we don't like the rule is a different principle. And the IFAB board that makes the rule, which consists of leading footballers as well, are making decisions that are based upon the rules that seemingly the game wanted. Right now, if you're going to go down the route of subjectivity then guys like you are going to sit in a studio the next time a referee makes a decision that's subjective and you're going to slaughter him for making a subjective decision. Not necessarily, than, Simon. Because Kevin's just talked about... Not if of, he's right. Well, and if he gets it wrong because he's subjective. I mean, the fact of the matter well, is... Well, there's an element, gets, there's an element gets, of balance Nobody gets there. it right 100% of the time. No. So the bottom line is, is that no, no one... I don't know why Andy Townsend was going off on some astonished uh, observation. That's... The rule. Well, Maybe you don't really like it. Was, Simon, to be fair. But it's nonsense. But the it's, rules, it's divisive and it's destructive. No, you're right. You're right. And ultimately, and it's a rule. ultimately, that has to be changed, though, Jim. Back, to, subje we, back to subjectivity. Well, to a certain extent, yes. I do believe and that. And then we'll have people sat in the studio and, but, and all those talking we, heads going, No, 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 we can go to VAR. We can go to VAR. We need a player from a higher level. We can go to VAR. We can say, no, subjectively, he's got that wrong. We believe he's got it wrong, but so we'll put it but, right. But Martin, this is the problem. Uh, I, and I respect Kevin. I've known him a long time. But if you change the rule again and go back, Simon's right. You're going to get pundits in the studio going with the, with the, the, the well-worn introduction to any conversation. Pundits, well, Jim. for me... Jim. It's not about the that pundits. was a penalty. That's or not the for narrative. For me, that wasn't a penalty. Yeah. This it's not is about definitive. the ex-players. It's about the current players. It's about fairness. But you're saying you're disappointed honesty. it went to VAR. It went to VAR because that was yeah, a right procedure Because I think people Saturday. feel that the player's been wronged. Because genuinely, he can't get his arm out of the way. Tough. You can't tie your hands Tough. to your side. That's a rule. No, no, no. Yeah. Tough. 
Yeah, but it is tough. Yeah, very tough. That's yeah. a rule. But I don't agree with it. So what we're saying here is we don't agree with the current set of rules. Okay? No, that's fine. And the way they're applied. But then, we, but then the problem is, to, to be able to find the outcome, we have to go back to the subjectivity of referees, and then in will come the vociferous gang going, he's not good enough, he's never played, he doesn't know what he's doing, we don't want it subjective, we want it... And you can't win. So somewhere along the line, someone's going to have to accept, yeah, shut I think their in, traps, I think in and that, accept I think the in margins. The, I think people will be asked to make their comments on it, won't they? And, and human but, error still applies. But, but astonished, it still applies, but, but I, I think you, we need to take it back and to what, the referees. And, and, and let's agree with that, right? And let's say you're right to some extent, right? But then why do we have stupid commentators with great respect to Andy going, I'm astonished. Well, why are you astonished? Don't you know the bloody rules then? Well, he hasn't why seen enough football. He hasn't seen enough football this season. We should never be surprised. But it's that kind of character. But I get what you're saying. But it's that kind of characterization yeah. that gets everybody at it. It gets everybody at it and gets everybody going. That kind of language. We use language in a certain way. We go, oh, yeah, I'm astonished too. Read the rule book then. Don't be astonished. If you want the rules changed, it's not affect what, an it's, outcome. Yeah, but that, you, you're too worried about what people have to say. I want honest. I want the right result. I want the right I decision. To, I want the right decision to be made. <laughs> and ultimately, if you play the game of football, you want honesty and fairness. And but that, that doesn't seem fair but at the weekend. But it is honest. It's, it's honestly <laughs> it bad for a rule. It we made agree. a game. It made a game of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. But apart from that, but I didn't get, see the honesty. No, I agree. See, that's the thing. Let's go. Is it fair? Let's go to the rule. The rule says it was a penalty. But let's be doubly sure. Let's go to VAR. VAR says it's a penalty. Ref gives a penalty. And you're yeah, but, still but the, not happy. I suggest that people who made the rules never played the game. But, but tragically for you, Martin... Never the, played the game. But tragically for you, on the IFAB board are some of the best players in the world that have played the game. People like uh, Figo. Oh, and they asked for this today. Or... or but they're part of the construct. I mean, it wasn't so long ago that Marco van Basten was trotting out this particular trope. We want to get rid of the offside rule. These are people that are representing you. That's absurd. Pure 100% essential download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Thanks for listening to Outspoken. Don't forget to leave a five-star review and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll be back tomorrow. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.